Everyone's talking about Luna Bar, Cavan's most vibrant new venue. With our big screen TVs, live music every weekend and free function room, we cater for everyone. Luna Bar, Main Street Cavan, the newest hotspot in town. Check out We Are Calvin football podcast in association with McAvoy's Super Value, Virginia. Real food, real people. Try Super Value's own range in store today. Quality products at one toward the price of branded labels. McAvoy's Super Value, Virginia. Supporting local. We Are Calvin podcast. Because Calvin's not just a place, it's a people. Hello and welcome to the McAvoy Super Value uh, We Are Cavan GA podcast with myself, Damien Donoghue. I'm joined by the sports editor of the anglo Cell Paul Fitzpatrick. We're going to be looking ahead to a busy weekend again in the National Football League for both the men's and the ladies' teams. Cavan taking on Derry this Saturday evening in Kingspan, Breffney Park. Throw-in is at 7 o'clock and it's Cavan's second game in the uh, National Football League and I suppose, is it a must-win or... Is it considering it's probably the next best team, the second best team in Division 2, that we can still lose this one and progress or or stay in the division? It's not uh, necessarily a must win. Yeah, as you say, you, you could lose it and still technically you could still go up or, or still go down. But like any game in the seven-game league, it's extremely important. What makes it more important probably is that with every game that you lose, the pressure's going to come on a little bit more and belief will seep out of the team a little bit and all that kind of stuff. So... Yeah, it's extremely important. If we could even get a draw out of it, one point would be something, but two points would be fantastic. Yeah, it would. You seen Cavan against Derry in the McKenna Cup uh, semi-final. I remember speaking to you after, you were extremely impressed with Derry. Yeah, Derry ran through Cavan that day. There's no point saying they didn't. Derry were extremely impressive. They're, they're a huge team. You'll see them tomorrow night, Damien. Absolutely massive fellas all over the place. You're talking about the likes of Ryan Bell, um, James Keelt, Emmett Bradley, six foot three, especially especially up front and around the middle, they're absolute monsters of men, and they're typical Derry footballers, tall, strong, rangy players that can kick scores from long distance. That's the type of player that they seem to to breed up there in abundance. It must be the way their club football is. It must be a physical game or something. I often wonder, but Derry always seem to be able to bring on these huge fellas that can that can play ball as well, whereas other counties don't necessarily do that. Whether or not that's the type of player you need in the modern game. Is debatable. You might need as many of them as you used to. Is it is it the type of a thing that a uh, national football league played in the type of weather we're experiencing here at the minute? A big, strong, physical player is a big plus. But come summertime, maybe they don't have the speed then to penetrate. Yeah, well, they look quite pretty fast that day. But yeah, you're right. Um, that could be something. And we know Derry are a good league team. They've been in around Division One all the time and getting yeah. to the Division One league final a couple of years ago as well. So. Um, yeah, that's that's an interesting uh, fact that you that you may bring up. It could be the case, all right. But um, they ran through Cavan that day. Really ran through them. Now Connor Mino spent centre half back. I thought he had a very good game, but on reflection, an awful lot of people have said to me that he didn't hold the centre very well. He didn't look after his defensive duties as well because he was excellent on the ball. And even I know talking to some of the Derry journals, they were really impressed with him as well. So. Um, 
Mina finds space on the wings. I know it's something Mickey Brennan has pointed out to us as well. Mina's a great man to, to just slip out to the wing when no one's looking and, and he'd be there to, to pick up a loose ball and launch an attack. But he's, if he's playing centre-half tomorrow night, he's going to have a different role to play because he's got to stop there. He's running through the middle. Um, that's yeah, at the end of the day, your, back, your backs are there to defend. Defenders are there to defend and attackers are there to attack. And any attacking that a defender can do is a bonus. Like He has to defend first and foremost. So Conor Mina has to... Maybe that's an old-fashioned approach, but I, I still think it's by the, by definition a defender has to defend. So Conor's going to be a key man tomorrow night. Yeah, you're... you're uh you, you alluded to it, I suppose key men. Niall Murray was missing against Tyrone last week. All indications are that he'll not be back for tomorrow night's game against Derry. How big of a blow is he considering the start of the season he had? Yeah, he's a loss. He's definitely a big loss because I think he's been growing into a real leader over the last 18 months. He's sort of come off the pace. Even this time last year, I remember um, in the South picking my team that would start in the Championship. And I think he was touch and go. But since that, he had a very good Championship. He had a great Championship with the Gales. Uh, and he has done did very well in the Mechanic Cup. Now he didn't play against Derry, but he brings a lot of urgency and energy to his play, to Cavan's play, and he he can carry the ball well out of, out of defence. He's a good man to cut inside and send over a score as well. So he's going to be a loss. A bigger loss will be uh, up front will be Niall McDermott, who's been a starter now for about four years, guaranteed starter, a hard worker, and probably plays a role that not every player on the in the Cavan forward line can play. In that he he can win ball and. He's also a very good free taker from the right hand side. He's an extremely accurate free taker with with the left peg. So he's going to be out for a long time, I think, with a, with a groin injury. So he's a loss as well. But look, that's what you have a panel for, as Terry Hyden always says. Mossy Core was missing last week. He's going to come back into the reckoning there. And I think myself that David Given and Eugene Keating haven't haven't shown at all really what they're capable of yet. But, but like we we found out last week that Given only played two matches in all of last year with injury. So. And the same with Johnny Johnston. So you'd be expecting those fellas to be improving with every out in as well. But we're going to need them to improve. Yeah, looking at it, we were... I, I heard the phrase being used a couple of times, quite toothless up front. And uh, I heard Kieran Brady on Northern Sound earlier on this morning saying where we seemed to, once we got the ball to the middle toward, we couldn't get it get the right ball or get a good enough ball into the final toward of the field. But... Um, you know who's who's Cavan got that can unlock that door? Can 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 give those passes? Maybe it's a playmaker Cavan need more than anything. You know we're all talking about getting someone to get the ball to stick inside, but it wasn't like there was good ball going in for the most part, and it wasn't sticking last week. Keaton won a few balls. Um, okay, J- Jack Brady coughed up a couple of balls. He did win a couple of balls as well. McDermott won a few. Maybe Paul O'Connor looked. Paul O'Connor looked really good when he came on. He? Yeah, he did. He won one great ball when he came on. Yeah. That he had no right to win between two defenders, but it's hard. To, it's hard to figure out a discernible pattern of play to Cavan's to Cavan's forward play. Like it's hard to see what exactly what are they are they trying to do when they get the ball up. It's, they look a little bit clueless. Like there was times where they literally just kicked the ball to get rid of it into, into nobody in particular. There was nobody there and kicking it straight into the into the Tyrone full back line and no Cavan anywhere near. It was like. Did you, we're just kicking it for the sake of kicking it. Yeah, there has to be a pattern of play there. Did it look, for me, it looked like there was a number of players who were trying to do something, you know, as in they might have been given a plan to go out and look, we need to deliver the ball in with the kick pass into that full forward line, but they just weren't, it, it wasn't um, It wasn't something they were used to or comfortable doing and therefore they didn't execute it quite well. You know, they, they executed it quite poorly, actually. Some of the kick passing in was... was inter- most of the kick passing in was intercepted, actually, by the two sweepers that Tyrone had. So, for me... 
from a coaching point of view, it looked like they were trying to do something that they'd been told to do, but they just weren't executing it properly. Yeah, maybe that was it. I'm sure they, they have worked on their attacking play, but the impression I got was that Cavan are kind of back to where they were in 2013 in that keep it really tight on the at the back. What we have, we hold, and let's try and and uh, pick off one point more than the opposition. And they're happy to win games 10-9, which is, if you won every game 10-9, we'd all be delighted. But yeah. um, what that does is it leaves, you, it leaves you open to a sucker punch. It leaves you open to a dodgy decision because every decision is magnified in a really tight game. Every game's going to be a dogfight and your motivation level is going to have to be absolutely sky high. True, very true. But is it the right game plan for Calvin for the simple reason that we haven't had the forwards in the last few years that are that are racking up massive scores. Yeah, you could you could be right, but it, if it is the right game plan, it's a, it's an sad indictment that we haven't come up with any other game plan or any other personnel to play any other game plan in the last in, since 2013 when we made a bit of a breakthrough. Now, um, the thing is, if you look at the under-21s, we don't know really what style they're going to play yet because they experimented through the Hastings Cup. But as someone said online, I saw it the other day, and I thought it was a good point, we could win another five us under-21 championships playing that style of football it wouldn't necessarily bring us on at senior level like Cavan had to win something we'd gone too long without winning at any level and back in 2011 we won a minor and under 21 we followed up with three more under 21s but there should have reached a point where we saw that the under 21s is a means to an end it's not an end in itself did we not reach that point have we not reached that point after the defeat to Donegal last year? I think everybody in the county made the realisation that we've become predictable and now it's evolving. But then last year, I'd kind of uh, throw the argument that we, we threw the baby out with the bad water because our defence was very good up until 2015. And then last year, our defence oh, was completely. terrible. completely. At senior level, it was. It was, it was terrible. Like they conceded 316 or 317 against Roscommon. Like, and... Fourth of July last year in Breffney Park, so that was that was really not acceptable. Like now, I, I honestly think you won't see Cavan conceding three sixteen this year. That's not going to happen. I wrote as much. I hope the, so in the program for the game. I wrote a piece and I said that I won't. You won't. Uh, it's not going to happen this year. They're not going to concede three sixteen or two nineteen or twenty five points this year. I just can't see it. I don't think Terry Hyland will allow that to happen this year. And last year. He probably he brought in a forwards coach and he probably didn't want to undermine his forwards coach. But definitely that had an effect on the forward play, but it had a negative effect on the defensive play last year. And I think knowing the way Highland sets up his teams, he, he goes safety first and he's back in total charge this year, I suppose you can say, and that's the way he's going to play it. Yeah, yeah. It's, it, I suppose it is just striking the balance and hopefully as uh, as Cavan go through the league, we will see more of a structure in the attack. Because even last year... I didn't feel that there was a structure. There was an abandonment from the defence, but it was, right, let's go out and score loads. But it wasn't, you, they were nearly neglecting their defensive duties. So hopefully we see a better balance and a, and more of a system or more of a, a clear, you know, uh, a clear system that they're working with. Well, why don't we take a Moneyball approach to it? Like, if you've ever read the book Moneyball? Yeah. I've actually seen the film. I've seen the film, the same <laughs> thing. Basically... What 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 Billy Bean did with the Oakland A's was he tore up the script and he said he he decided right you need X amount of runs and X amount of catches whatever way it works in baseball and he looked at all the averages and he found this guy and he says all the scouts said no no he's no good he's got a bad knee or whatever but he said look he averages this that's what we need and he got all these fellas in just to fill a quota like if you look mm-hmm. at Martin Dunn Martin Dunn averages for a free, freezer player whatever it is he rarely comes off the field without scoring five or six points regardless. In, in any game he, there might be 14 yard freeze but he'll get you 5 or 6 points 
Eugene Keating doesn't score more than two or three points in a game generally. He's not a, a real heavy scorer at the county level. But he's a ball winner. And, he's a ball. and last year the problem with Martin Dunn was that there was no ball winner in to to lay off to Martin Dunn. The success of 2013 relied on Keating winning the ball and giving the pass to Martin Dunn to finish. It was a brilliant combination. So it's the money ball approach would be absolutely brilliant. But we, if we were looking at the money ball approach, you'd be saying, right, okay, we need Enda Hessen. He's the man that'll pass the ball in. He's the man who can play those brilliant passes into the full forward line, but he doesn't want to be in there. So it's very difficult to apply the money ball approach probably to county football. But, of course, of course it is. But, if, but they're trying to do it now with NFL in the States, and it'll be interesting to see how that goes. But um, what I'm saying is, where are you going to get the scores? We scored eight points last week, two from play. But if you look through the team that started, you're going. To, you're not going to get score more than eight points. Now, McDermott, if you had stayed on, would have probably got four or five points because he would have got a few frees. Mm. He might have got you one or two from play. But there's no heavy scorers on that team. Jack Brady's going to get you a point or two, two or three points. You know, on on a good day, like he's he's not one of these fellas that scores you ten points. He's not a prolific scorer. I don't know whether prolific scorers are on the team. Is Paul Jelly maybe? Is Jelly possibly? Possibly he was. I don't know when the last time that he scored ten points. In he had five was. points. In, I know. Look, a club is completely different. But he had five points before half time against Kings Court last summer. So yes, yeah, okay, it, it yeah. is in him. It is in him. Yeah, he was he was heading for a big tally that mm. evening. All right. So maybe he's the man to come in. Maybe but Paul O'Connor. Two 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 was it or two one in twenty minutes? He got two one in less less than twenty minutes. So maybe O'Connor. Like he looks like a, like he's buzzing with, with confidence as well. Garage McKerner will get you a couple of points. Mm-hmm, Guarantee you he'll get you a couple of points. McVie, he might get a point, but it's you're never going to score fifteen, sixteen points with with the with the team cabin put out last Sunday. It's, it's if you are, it's going to be a total outlier. Someone's going to step up. Martin Riley's going to score you seven points or something, something very well, unusual. Martin Riley happen. and Key and Mackey both appear to be retreating. Yeah, they they were playing more in the half back line or the middle tour of the field than than up in the scoring end of it. That's what I mean. Even when we were on the attack, when like the only time that I can really remember Mackey was the point that he got. Where, but that was a, a 70 yard run where he supported the man on the ball all the way from the half back line up to the full forward line and tapped it over the bar but we don't see Key and Mackey get into the scoring zone often No we don't, we don't often in fairness he was systematically fouled I would say last week when he tried to cross the midfield line and it was all different to our own men doing it but I mean that's the nature of the beast but my point is something really unusual was going to have to happen last Sunday for Cavan to score 15, 16, 17 mm-hmm. points Again, they didn't score a goal, like, and that's the that's the worry. That's the trend that's continued. There has been no talk with that since. But again, we've the worst goal scoring record in Ireland in in league and championship football. We also have one of the worst home records in the country for a Division Two team. I'd say, considering last year we finished fifth in Division Two, which ranked us thirteenth in the country, there wouldn't be another team uh, above. above us with as bad a home record. Like last year, we lost to to Kildare we lost to Darren we lost to Roscommon we lost to Monaghan big games every one of them league and championship in Berkeley Park and now now Derry are coming so it's not a fortress what team are you going to put out that's going to score you 15 or 16 points or 112 113 it's not the team they played last Sunday so that means you have no option but to keep it tight so again it all goes back to the fact that we don't we don't seem to have a pattern of play up front that's going to that's going to muster up scores or the personnel that's going to muster up scores and Again, that goes back to we were even what we sold it on the twenty-one level. 
Yeah, just I'm just writing down as you were saying it there. It's something we have to visit and maybe bring in ex-players, players from the last maybe three, four years, but why Cavan has such a bad home record because it, it is astonishing. Hopefully tomorrow night bucks the trend, but um, it, it really is. It, there's no advantage for us playing in Kingspan Breffney Park. No, it's actually a disadvantage. It's, it's terrible. I went through it all. I don't have the stats to hand, but I went through it all last year for about 10 years and it was really poor. It was under Tommy Carr, actually, it improved. And that was his tenure was a failure, you could say. But the, the the home record went up a bit under Tommy Carr. But in general, as well, we were competing in Division Three all those years, and we we got a lot of handy enough championship draws as well, relatively speaking. Like over the last ten years, we've had Fermanagh, we've had um, Antrim, we've had Monaghan, who are a very good team, but it's always tight with Cavan and Monaghan, regardless of the status of the teams. Mm-hmm. We haven't had, you know, all Ireland winning Tyrone coming to coming to Breffney and things like that that often. We oh. we've been lucky enough with our draws, so like you can't say, well, you know, we Tyrone won three Ireland and we played Tyrone the next year, or Armagh won all Ireland and we got Armagh, or whatever. That hasn't been the case. So like we had Down as well when they were going through a transition period with them at home. So we still haven't won these home games and all these Division Three league games, not in Division Two. Up to Division Two last year, lost two of our home games. Yeah. Scraped past West Had had we had we scraped two more points in that game, or I think even one more point would have been enough for promotion. Yeah, last yeah. year, so. and it, it would have been much better off in hindsight because we might have come come back down, but at least we'd be starting next year in Division Two. But Division Two this year is so strong mm-hmm. that 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 you're you could be starting next year in Division Three. Yeah, well, hopefully not. We'll we'll we'll. we'll Lie on the optimistic side and hope that the lads can do the job tomorrow night against Derry. Um, obviously, after the the uh, match, we will have the usual post-match show live on We Are Cavan. Should be on from about half eight, so tune in to We Are Cavan uh, from half eight tomorrow night, where hopefully we'll be joined by Mark McKeever. A former Cavan footballer and current Gowna footballer, of course, an absolute legend of Cavan football over the last decade or more. Um, So he's going to join us and we'll be joined by Terry Highland and a player or two just for post-match analysis and and reaction. So do uh, tune in to that. Our thanks to Callaghan Electrical who sponsored that show last week. And again, get in contact if you'd like to sponsor the post-match show. As I said, it'll go on all the way through the year. I want to give a quick mention to um, an event on next Thursday night in uh, Ramor or in Virginia in association with Ramor Club. It's Alan O'Mara. He's having a, a discussion or giving a presentation on mental health awareness, and that's in the Virginia Show Centre Thursday night at 8 o'clock, the 11th of February. And then on Friday, we're, uh, we are calving on the road. We're, we're heading to Virginia, and we're going to have a table quiz in Glackens in Virginia. There, It's a, it's a fundraising event, obviously, for the jailbreak. Um, myself and Paul are trying to... Um, we're trying to raise bail money for the jailbreak of fundraiser for Cavan County Board. So if you could please come out and support it. It's a, a Cavan G or sorry, a Cavan quiz. So all the questions will be teamed on Cavan, whether it be geography, history or sport. Um so just come back to us. We're going to take a very quick commercial break and then in part two we're going to be discussing Cavan Ladies and we've an interview with the Cavan Ladies manager, Connor Barry. Brady's Arva Limited. Main dealers for Volkswagen cars and commercial vehicles have been serving the needs of the motoring community in Cavan, Longford, Leitrim, Monaghan, Mead and the surrounding counties for over 50 years. A family-owned and family-run business, Brady's are famous for their long association with the GAA. If you're looking for a new or used car or commercial vehicle, 
Check out Brady's Arva Limited. They provide an unrivaled sales and after-sales service and are open six days a week. Brady's Arva Limited. Get on the winning team today. See www.bradysarva.ie for more details. Do you need insurance for your business? Why not contact the experts at BBI Ireland and join the winning team situated at Town Hall Street, Cavan. For all your property, farm and business needs, make BBI Ireland your first choice. Log on to bbiireland.ie or contact Anthony Ford or Desi Smith in Cavan on 049 Welcome back to part two of the McAvoy Super Value GA podcast with Damien Dunahoo and Paul Fitzpatrick. Um, Cavan Ladies got the their National Football League Division 2 campaign off to a 15-point winning start, but uh, six goals they, they managed to put back put past Kildare. Yeah, Kildare are a decent enough team from what I can gather. They came down from senior two years ago to intermediate and got to the All-Ireland final last year. So they're, they're a strong enough outfit, but... Um, there, were, there was only I think this were the sides level at half time, or there wasn't very little in it at half time anyway. And Cavan came out and, and fired home a few great goals, mm-hmm. and seemingly played really well. Now I think NASA board in particular um, caught the eye. Conor Barry was saying on our national league debut, so they're going very well. But it, it reminds me of last year's league. You know, the, the tests are going to be increasing as it goes on. So you don't want to see the Cavan ladies sort of uh, burning themselves out and playing all their good football at this time of year. They really need to peak for the big games because last year they probably did their best off early on against the. Cannon father against the likes of Down and Clare, and when the big test came, they were, they were probably a little burnt out. So, um, but they're, I know they're working extremely hard. So you'd have to say a fair play to them, and hopefully they can keep it going. Yeah, keep speaking of keeping it going, we uh, caught up with Connor Barry earlier on, and um, he he was just telling us a bit about how the setup seems to be going and how he's he's uh, looking for an improvement again this year. Yeah, well, I mean. At the moment, like we're just focusing really, I suppose, on Sunday and just get another three points if we can. We get the performance is the first thing, like really, like um, you know, if we got, we need to get a little bit stronger performance than we had the last day. Um, you know, we finished very, very well in the second half, but uh, a lot of questions on us in the first half, really. Like you know, we made we made hard work of it. Um, so for the next day, really, I suppose that's that's all we're concerned about at the moment is just you know get get a few things when we say from last week right for this week. And looking forward to the next day, of course, it's this coming Sunday at 2 o'clock in Ballinlock against Mead. Um, you've played them last year in, in the league as well. You came away with a, a win. So you're, I suppose, familiar with the Mead setup. Yeah, I suppose to say familiar, though, is, is slightly disingenuous because there's been a lot of changes in the Mead team in the last two years. And I know a lot of the girls have come back this year again. Like So it's going to be a different Mead team that we're going to play uh, on Sunday than from last year as well, too. Like, but uh, look... No matter what uh, what team comes out against us, really, we're just going to focus on ourselves, really, as such. Yeah, when you when you look back, I suppose last year he's got so close to promotion. Um, yourselves, Donegal and Armagh, were all very, very close um, to each other. But is there is there a strong case for that? There should be really two promotions. There probably should be, like you know, when you look at the likes of the teams, we say that, you know that are up there. We say that when they win one game, you know that's enough to avoid relegation. You know, um, we felt last year that we were total so with Tyrone, if not probably on the day, we should have pulled off a result in the championship. But nevertheless, we didn't manage to do it, and we still think that we, if it came to a league game, you know, we would certainly be able to certainly get one win in Division One if that's all it required to uh, to stay in Division One. But uh, yeah, look, I mean, two up, two down is probably the way it should be, but it's not, and we have to we have to deal with that and move on. 
Have you any injury worries ahead of the mead game? No, I think everybody is uh, is good to go as such. There's a couple of girls we play with, odd niggle are there, but uh, nothing really that's gonna that's gonna stop the performances or stop them from playing really or being available for selection. And I suppose the the most important thing is again asking the the Cavan supporters with the men's out on Saturday night. It gives the Cavan supporters the opportunity to go up to Ballin Ballin Lock, is it? Yeah, it's, it's, I mean, it's, it's it, you couldn't probably p- find a pitch closer to Cavan. I don't think um, it's just this is the far side of Old Castle, like you know, and it's between that Cavan and Old Castle. So yeah, we'd be hoping that you know that the United little uh, sizable crowd would travel, like you know, um, because I think anybody who came and watched the game last week would have been pretty impressed with uh, the standard of ladies football uh, in general. Um, and I think this particular team, and no more than last year, are pretty good to watch, you know. So. I think um, I think if people uh, actually go out and watch them, they'd be surprised. Just you know, I know people say about talk about ladies football and nothing up to the standard, but it's certainly a faster paced game than uh, than people are um, are led to believe. Yeah, I, I was actually it's it's very funny. I had a debate with well a conversation with a a colleague that was given out about men's football how it's become too much. There's too much heavy tackling, and you know you can't the man or the player on the ball can't get the opportunity to look and and move it at speed. Ladies football offers that where the ball is moved a whole lot faster, the tackling isn't as robust, so therefore the game is probably what people really want to watch. Yeah, for me, I know um, when I go and watch, like, you know, it, it, it's almost a pure type of football, really. You know, it's, if you go back to the men's game, you know, you look at under-21 and minor football, like, you know, and that tends to be, you know, a great football to watch. Like, you know, it's skillful and it's fast-paced. And I suppose to a certain extent nowadays with teams getting numbers behind the ball, it does slow things down when it gets to the final third. Whereas in ladies football, that hasn't really come into the game yet. And look, with a 10 minutes in bin as well too, you can't afford to be caught fouling and pulling players down. Like, you know. So, um, yeah, I think, look, I think it's a great advertisement for football in general. But uh, it's, a, it's a shame that, you know, we just don't get the crowds that, uh, you know, that the girls do deserve really. Yeah, well, hopefully this Sunday, yeah, good Cavan support will go up and uh, support the, the girls in blue against the Royals. We, there's nothing we like more in Cavan than beating Well, it, it's definitely changed in the last two years, there's no doubt about it. I mean, the, the crowd we had there last Sunday, you know, we, we filled the stands. You know, um, and last year as well, too, for games, like, you know, we had serious crowds for games, for the five home games, like, you know. So there definitely is, I think, a realisation that, you know, it's... Uh, it's it, it's certainly uh, it's good to watch and I think the public are realising that as well too like. So that was Conor Barry um, looking ahead to this weekend's clash for the Cavan ladies where to take on Mead up in Ballinlock at 2 o'clock on Sunday afternoon um, Mead he, he expressed there that, that Mead have a, a, almost a new panel or a lot of old older players that had opted out last year are back in so it's not going to be an easy task to beat Mead up in Ballinlock No it won't be I know that they have, Kevin have a good record against Mead in the last couple of years but I'd imagine that'll be a tough enough test especially away from home so um, all we can do is wish them well I know that Kevin have brought in a lot of new young players into the team this year um, and it has strengthened up the panel a lot if the likes of Sarah Murray who was a a regular starter last year who's coming off the bench this year which shows that things are strong and they've also brought back Ashley Trainer. she hasn't been on the team since 2011 she was based in Wexford and she's back on the team as well so they're they're moving pretty well I think Yeah Ashley Trainer's a player I haven't uh, I haven't seen much of um, I, I can't recall 2011 her playing but um, what what position is she? She's she forward. Sent her out forward she was a great player back then from McBride as far as I know but uh, she was playing with Shell Maliers, top senior club in Wexford for a few years, but now she's come back to Cavan and throwing a lot of a lot in with Cavan again. So Ashley Doon has stayed on for another year. She scored one six last weekend. Roshan O'Keefe scored 
two goals I think from wing half forward so they've got plenty of firepower now and Ashton trainers are playmaker great passer the ball yeah. as well so with Ashton on the 40 they've got Ashton doing an inside close to goal where she's at her most dangerous she was on the 40 last year so yeah and it, then Roshan O'Keefe was kind of sometimes if Ashton Doonan was in the full forward line Roshan would take up centre half forward so it's, it's it's leading to a very strong half forward line yeah very very strong forward line you've not supported there as well yeah. and um, Sarah Murray who I mentioned is coming in there and Rosie Crow has stayed on so it's a hell of a team and Geraldine Smith's there as well from, from Kilgarry so, or Katrina Smith sorry from Kilgarry so Ger- I mean it's a, it's a hell of a team Geraldine probably won't be too far away in, in a year or two she's, she thinks she's still a minor but there's some fo- uh, phenomenal talent coming through there and phenomenal talent on the panel already this year yeah yeah. And I know Geraldine won another Ulster medal with the Loretto ladies recently as well they beat uh, St. Ronan's from Lorgan in the in the the female equivalent of the McCrory Cup so hats off to them as well yeah absolutely brilliant achievement um, again I would like to just offer me congratulations to Loretto and um, just any any of the uh, events any of the ladies football that's going on out there if you could just drop us an email to wearecavan at gmail.com let us know what's going on um, we'd be delighted to publicise it and, and give it a bit of airtime. maybe have a player or two in on the podcast or get an interview with them because it's a, it's a wonderful achievement and some great work going on in the schools out there so across the county if you want to get in contact with us it's uh, wearecavan at gmail.com um, so I suppose that's really all the business for this weekend As I just want to remind everybody again about the post-match show tomorrow night from half eight um, live in Kingspan Breffney Park where we'll be joined by former Cavan great uh, Mark McKeever and um Terry Highland and some of the players from the Cavan team after hopefully a victory against Derry in the round two of the Alliance National Football League. Um, so from myself, Damien Donoghue, and from Paul Fitzpatrick, thanks very much for listening. Imagine your wedding day with unparalleled service, commanding views and mature grounds on one of Ireland's most beautiful family-run countryside estates. Located on our private shores of Loch Sheelan, Crover House Hotel in Cavan offers a personal service to each couple. A limited number of 2016 wedding packages are still available. Call 049-8540-206 today. Our unique location for your unique occasion. Crover House Hotel. Kieran Callahan Electrical Limited has been providing a quality service to the industrial, commercial and domestic sectors nationwide since 1996. Reduce your business's energy bill with our energy audit. Or if you need any electrical works carried out, why not contact Kieran Callahan Electrical on 049 433 0111. It's a beautiful-